I would just say, number one, the, the most important thing is you have to think big. A lot of times we don't push ourselves. Think big, right? And when you think big, you definitely have to force you to come up with the way to accomplish your goals. That is something that I tell young developers all the time. Think big and then come up with a strategy to accomplish your goals. Welcome to How to Buy Giant Apartment Buildings, the number one show about growing your family's wealth with apartment building investments. Now, here's your host, Mark Allen Kenny. Hey, everybody. Welcome to How to Buy Giant Apartment Buildings. I'm Mark Allen Kenny. Our guest today is A. Donahue Baker. How are you doing today, Donahue? How's it going? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who don't know, Donahue is the founder and principal of Baker Capital Partners and has over 20 years of multifamily real estate investing experience. His portfolio includes over 500 units of residential and commercial properties nationwide. Donahue is also the co-founder of Money Avenue, a fintech company whose mission is to bring wealth management practice to the masses. Donahue, I'm so excited to talk with you today. Could you tell the listeners just a little bit more about your background and how you got started in real estate? Sure, absolutely. So um, first of all, I'd like to say I'm, I'm excited to be here, Mark. So thank you for inviting me. And it's awesome, awesome, awesome to be here with you. So my background started pretty much in the music industry. I'm a Grammy-nominated music producer, and my very first check that I received was a, was a very large six-figure check. And a lot of my peers at that time taking money, doing other things, blowing it. And I really wanted to invest that money into something that would literally create wealth, generational wealth to be specific. And I bought my very first apartment complex. And that apartment complex, through the ups and downs of music, has allowed me to kind of stabilize my life and allow me to just not only add financial stability, but it allowed me to do things when times were rough. I always had this monthly income and I just, every single year, I just set out to double the size of my portfolio. And that's exactly what I accomplished. That's awesome. And how did you go about finding that apartment building? Were you, did you partner with anybody or did you just jump in and, and run it yourself? I jumped in and did it myself. I purchased a value-add apartment building that was in pretty, it was in a bad neighborhood at the time, to be honest with you. It was my very first purchase. I made a lot of mistakes. but you know, I did wither the storm, you know, I would say was in a, a D-class neighborhood. Since then, that neighborhood has changed because I still own that building. And I would say that it's probably one of, it went from one of the worst purchases to actually one of the best. Because I had some real incidents. I had like the FBI kick in my door, you know, but we, we cleaned it up over the years, thanks to the help of the city and the mayor. But um, it, it's now it's, it's a beautiful building in a, in a very good neighborhood. Wow, that's awesome. And has your criteria changed much since you started? Are you still kind of repositioning assets and doing value adds? Yeah, I definitely focus on value add. I'm still focused on value add, but I've been able to at least spot developing areas, areas that are shifting. And kind of, I look for the ability to take advantage of, of that change, right? So the prices, I look for areas that are changing, but I try to try to get, get to uh, properties that have a real defects or some type of low price point that I can basically say, well, look, if I can upgrade and, and do what the market is doing, I'm able to kind of tap in to the 
typical renter that is a good tenant, has a good job, that meets the qualifications that I believe in, and, and just focus on that as opposed to uh, those are the, like the key metrics that I look for. Really, what type of tenant can I get? And I try to find a tenant that you know, working class individual, somebody that takes pride in living in a particular property because I like like the properties that I own represent me. So I like to have places that are nice. I like to have places that, you know, not not above and beyond what the market calls for, but definitely places that are clean, places that have a little bit of extra amenity, just a just just a little extra that a tenant would say, look, I have pride of pride of living in this place. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a unit count that you prefer? Right now, I am focused on 50 units and up. But when I started, I started with the, my, my very first purchase was a duplex. I went from a duplex to a fourplex. Then I went from a four to a six. So right now, I'm looking for impactful projects. So I only purchase 50 units and up. Now, say that with this particular caveat, because I have some relationships. And from time to time, you know, people will give me tremendous opportunities that I just cannot say no. So one particular opportunity is I got a four unit building for 20 grand. This, that's like leaving money on the street. So if you put $100 on the street, it's not going to lay there too long, right? So it's the same situation. So and, and that building through that relationship, I, I basically put like 100. It was a shell, right? I put 100 and 20,000 into that building. Today, that building is worth well over 400 grand. But those are the type of opportunities that, uh, you know, I just don't say no to. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So for those larger deals, the uh, 50 units and up, could you talk a little bit about how you're structuring those both on the equity and debt side? I think when you and I met, it was at a pitch event in New York. And I think that you've done some syndications in the past, but it seems like you've gotten away from that a little bit. Could you speak to that a little bit about the deal structure? Sure, sure. So when I first jumped into apartment buildings, a lot of the hurdles that I had to overcome was generating that initial down payment. And if you're buying buildings that are valued at five, six, seven, eight million dollars, you know you have to come up with it with a couple million, right? And one of the, the the strategies that I used was the syndication business model, and it worked, you know. But I realized that as well as raising that money. The downside was it was that you had a lot of other contributors that had different ideas of how the property should be ran. And that was one of the things that I had. So this particular when I when I did that syndication deal, you know, up front I said, look, this is a uh, two thirty six mortgage. It is a buy and hold for at least seven years because that's just the way that it's written into the deed, the department has to stay affordable for seven years. It's no way around it. It's written, literally written into the deal under the 236 mortgage. We cannot alter that. So what happened was, and you know in these situations, you have a rot, the surrounding properties around it are the value are really, really high. But in order to tap into that equity, you have to raise your rent to kind of you know, meet what the market is demanding. But because we were kind of restricted in that area, we couldn't raise the rent as high as we wanted to. But it was just a difference of philosophy whether we wanted to, you know, do like a mass uh, eviction process to get tenants out, to bring new tenants in, to up the rent, which would increase the valuation and tap into that equity. And, you know, some people might say, 
that, uh, you know, that's the way to go. But I also, you know, I am from, I grew up in affordable housing projects. So I know what it's like for a working class family to be struggling from month to month. And it just wasn't all about profit. So I just basically uh, took the approach of let's leave some profit on the table. Let's leave some equity in the deal and continue to move forward. How we've been moving forward. The project is very profitable, kicks off at least over a million dollars a year. Um, so it's still a very profitable project. Could be a lot more profitable, but you know, sometimes you, you need to leave some things in the deal because you know, certain actions have effects on families. And that, that was that was my position. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you, you try the syndication route and you know, like any syndication, there's a lot of differing opinions and a lot of people cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. How did you pivot away from that? Well, how are you kind of structuring your deals now and, and maintaining control? So if you wanted to give back to the community or make decisions that aren't 100% based on profit, how are you structuring things now where you, you can steer the ship? Yeah, so I don't do syndications anymore. So basically what happened was after that deal, I basically built some relationships. I partnered actually with a $21 billion hedge fund that is located in Manhattan. And in addition to that, we also had a bank, right? Moneyav.com. That is uh, partnered with somebody, another high net worth individuals. And together we co-founded, literally co-founded a bank, right? It's a uh, fintech startup. And that bank finances all of my deals. So it really eliminates the need to syndicate. So I don't, I, you know, it's, it's literally I can take down the whole capital stack with just just having money ad and, and an, a developer of money ad and myself. So basically, it's just a better business model. And that's what I do right now. I don't I really don't syndicate anymore. Awesome. So Money Avenue is a chartered bank, and it sounds like you can provide the full capital stack both on the equity and debt side. Is that right? Correct. Absolutely. So, and we offer something that most banks don't do, right? So what we do is we say, if you find a deal that you that we like, we will partner co-joint joint venture with you, and depending on what you're bringing to the table, we'll negotiate. A equitable split, a fair percentage split, you would retain some ownership. Obviously, if we're bringing 100% of the funds to the table, we would have to own a majority of the deal. But we try to provide that incentive so that we can help create more developers. We can, you know, actually, people that are un- like daunted. I remember when I first got into the business, I was really intimidated because I was like, wow, I have to raise millions and millions of dollars. And that was served as a hurdle. So our goal is to show people how to overcome that whole hurdle. And then the other aspect is for people that are really trying to get into apartments, complex deals, you have to realize it's not just always about the money. It's also about your experience, your resume, your track record. And we provide that to the young developers or, or young people that are looking to get into the game. We serve as a sponsor for them and allow them to really leverage our resume to do bigger and better deals. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a powerful business model. And it sounds like you guys are doing, you know, things to help the community as well. I read on the bio for for Money Avenue that one of your goals is to fight against payday loans and and predatory lending. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, just as a bank, you know, as a a fintech company, one of the things, you know, that takes place in, in urban cities is you see a lot of pawn shops, you see a lot of check cashing, uh, establishments 
and and those businesses charge, you know, what I feel is exorbitant amounts for short-term interest rate loans. Sometimes 25, 30, I've heard even 40%. What we do as a financial institution is you can get anywhere from as low as 500 to as high as $10,000 a loan. And it's a low interest rate loan, two to 3%, but you can get that money in as fast as three hours. So I think that that is a product that we've been able to really penetrate the market and build tremendous market share. And what we do is we target those predatory lenders, right? And we basically go to their market and just, you know, present an option to their customers to say, well, look, instead of getting charged such a high amount, if you need an advance on your paycheck, come to Money App, find us online, utilize our services. This is a product that will keep more money in your pocket. Yeah, awesome. So it sounds like you've got a lot going on with Money Ev. Are you focused on that these days or are you still acquiring apartment complexes as the operator as well? Yeah, I'm definitely still acquiring, but I'm also trying to build Money Ev. So it's, it's like a two-prong approach. So uh, my focus is, is still showing and teaching other developers, younger developers to come along. So I was recently asked to, uh, to teach at a historic Black College, uh, Morehouse University, the same university that Dr. Martin Luther King graduated from. They asked me to teach a course on entrepreneurship and and, and real estate development. And that's one thing that uh, I'm excited about. So teaching young minds, teaching people how to really build wealth through apartment complexes and real estate development. That's awesome. Do you have to be a student at that college to access your course, or do you offer any sort of course online as well? I know you've got tons of experience. Absolutely. So, so good, great question. So I just want to delineate there. So, yes. Yeah, so, so to take the Morehouse course, yes, you have to be a student. And I'm going to talk about the Morehouse course because I'm bringing in some dynamic speakers and, and, and entrepreneurs and public figures to that, to the Morehouse course. So, one of the really, really big speakers that I'm going to be bringing in is Donahue Peoples, who is the premier African-American real estate developer who's really done some of the biggest projects in the country on the real estate side. He's a billionaire as well. I'm bringing him in as a mentor to these young minds. Now, that being said, that is something that is just near and dear to my heart. It's a passion project that I'm working on for Morehouse. However, for everyone else that is, that is not a student of Morehouse, I do have a apartment acquisition and real estate development course, and that's available today, right now. I literally just launched the course yesterday. So what's special about this course is not only will you learn how to spot, analyze, and eventually fund and finance apartment complex deals, but we'll also have a fund of $3 million, and we're going to be doing real live deals. If you bring deals, we'll fund them, we'll analyze them, we'll, and we're going to have people all over the country. I have to limit it to 20 students, but we're literally going to go through this 12-week program. We're going to meet once a week. We're going to be doing real deals. We're going to be learning every single aspect of the apartment complex game and real estate development game, focusing on apartment complexes. So that's something that I'm also excited about. It's, it's a big commitment, but I, I really enjoy showing and, and creating more 
real estate development. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Do you have any any advice for someone just getting started as far as, you know, mistakes you're seeing or I'm I'm sure you've coached people and worked with students in the past. Is there any common theme that you, you know, maybe one or two pieces of advice to help someone just starting out? Well, I would just say number one, the, the most important thing is you have to think big. A lot of times we don't push ourselves and and that's one of the, the key components that I want to use and, and do and, and implement with our students is think big, right? And when you think big, you definitely have to force you to come up with the way to accomplish your goals. So for me personally, you know, when I first got into apartment buildings, it was, you know, small units, four fam, six fam. I never thought that I can own a hundred unit, a 200 unit apartment complex. But as you gain experience, you're saying the only thing that's stopping me from doing that is my mindset, my perspective. So that is something that I tell young developers all the time. Think big and then come up with a strategy to accomplish your goals. So that's really it. Other than that, you know, people are really important. So it's very key to surround yourself with people that constantly push you, people that also add to your network. So a lot of the real estate deals in my early career, I would never have been able to accomplish them had I not been around some people that have built up some sizable portfolio themselves. You know, I credit, um, I don't know if you know who Chris Urso is, but I credit him because, you know, he was somebody that I, that I worked with before, you know, and I consider him a mentor. So I learned a lot from him coming into the game. There's some other developers now that I've, along the way, that I've picked up little aspects of their game and kind of made it my own. And, and, and right now I'm in the process of just sharing gems, sharing all those little pieces of wisdom that I've picked up along the way to the people that poured into me to allow me to become a multimillionaire today. You know, I would, I would not have been able to do it had I not had those relationships, had I not put myself in a position to accept knowledge and accept training. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So the the course sounds awesome. I know it just launched. If if someone's interested in that, where can they go online to uh, sign up? You can go to Apartment Acquisition Academy AAA apartmentacquisitionacademy.com. That's the, the website for the course. In addition, I do have a private Facebook group that you can, you know, we we're always exchanging knowledge, exchanging deals in the private Facebook group, and that group is called generational wealth builders the inner circle that's the private facebook group lots of gems we just share information all day in in, in that room but you know lots of different opportunities and uh you know i hope that you know we can find more more developers and people that want to jump into the apartment game because it's it's really to me one of the ways to create wealth in this country really quickly awesome totally agree thank you for sharing that It's that time of the show for a segment called Best Deal, Worst Deal, where we talk about real estate transactions that you've done in the past so that others can learn from your knowledge and expertise. So Donahue, with that said, what's the best real estate deal that you've done? The best real estate deal I've done, I purchased a 100-unit apartment complex for $5.6 million over in, in less than a year because we did some forced appreciation and some value add tricks along the way we were able to, to get a valuation of over $12 million for that apartment complex. So that's, to me, one of the incredible deals that I uh, was able to, to find and spot and, and, and take down. So I'm very proud of that. 
What advice would you have for someone who would love to do a deal like that? How did, how did you find it? Was it broker relationships, direct marketing? Um, do you have any advice on how to, how to find a deal that great? Yeah. So when you're focusing on apartment complexes and you, and you know exactly what you're looking for there, you take, you cover any geographical town. There's only a handful of potential candidates and your job is to develop an intimate relationship with those owners. So that's the strategy that I, that I kind of use. I'll say, look, you know, if I'm looking for an apartment complex between, uh, you know, 50 to 100 units. I'll just focus on a town, come up with the target. It's only very easy to, to, to basically come up with a list and then focus on connecting with those owners, building a one-on-one relationship. Doesn't happen overnight, but be, you know, develop an intimate relationship. Don't come off as a, as a salesy guy. You know, don't, Nobody wants a salesy, you know, salesy type guy, but really it's about relationships. What value could you add? Get to know them. That's the strategy that I use. I basically reached out to owners and, and you know, find, find out what value can I add, not only as a bank, but just, you know, as a, you know, I'm also a CPA, right? So there's services that I, that I can provide. There's tax strategy that I can provide. So what value can I add? And how can we form a relationship? And ultimately, and this is what I found to be true, people love to do business with people they like, right? So if they like you, you can develop a relationship. You can add some value to them. Eventually, when it's time to sell, you know, it doesn't always become about profit. It becomes about, you know, this is a, this is a guy I want to do business with. I would rather do business with him. Yeah, yeah. That's great advice. I love that. I'm curious because you mentioned towns. How, how do you choose your market? What size markets are you kind of focused on? I focus right now, just focus on three. I, I'm, I'm, sometimes you can go broad. I like to go deep, right? So I just focus on three markets. I'm in New Jersey, I'm in uh, Florida, and I'm in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia to be specific. So the oh. idea is, you know, just to become an expert in those markets, just to have the relationships in those markets that, if opportunities come up, I want to be top of mind, you know, whether it was broker or whether, you know, I do it a lot with wholesalers. And then I also do my, you know, I do my, like I said before, I do my direct uh, reaching out to owners that uh, properties that I specifically target. That is just, uh, you know, something I do. So those, and because I've done starting to do a lot more public speaking and a lot more uh, social media, I'm starting to connect with, developers in other markets right so deals are coming my way and now it's just about analyzing and how can i partner with an expert another local expert and add value in in that relationship so that is one thing that that is kind of dictating what market that i'm in like what who is bringing me a deal right now i'm working on a 50 million dollar deal with a developer in uh texas right young developer May have, may have heard about him. I don't want to mention his name because we're still in the mix of putting the deal together. But um, a huge, huge development that that uh, uh, that could possibly be coming on the market soon. And you know, I just he reached out to me, and that's how it started. I didn't I didn't have a a, a desire to be in in Texas, but when we did the analysis, we said, look, this is something that could really work, and uh, I'm excited about that deal. So. Maybe uh, when, when it's all said and done, I come back and tell you about it. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to have you back. 
Donahue, what would you say is the worst real estate deal that you've done? The worst deal was the was the very first big apartment complex I did. It was only a six unit, but uh, you know, I just went through the growing pains of not doing my initial due diligence. So I purchased a, a, a building that was really in a it was in a drug infested area and I went through process of just having, you know, the FBI kick my door in. I had building that I, I had to completely gut from top to bottom and eventually you know it all ended could be the worst thing but it turned out to be the best there was a fire in that building and that building didn't burn to the ground but the fire actually allowed me to completely change the landscape of an entire block and it went from the worst deal because I literally was thinking about selling this thing, walking away at one point. But, um, you know, it just so happened that uh, it turned out to be, you know, one of the best deals in terms of, because I still own it today. And um, it, it delivers tremendous cash flow. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So it sounds like that that fire was actually a blessing in disguise. But before that, you were, you were thinking about walking away. It wasn't going well. Did you learn anything from that experience that you now bring with you as you analyze future deals? Absolutely. So one of the most important things is, is to understand the tenant, right? So the tenant really is, is the value of the property. Like if you can get a good tenant, that increases the value of your property. And that was something I learned from that very first deal. So we had a tenant that, you know, no shortcuts. You cannot have a tenant that is doing illegal activities. You know, those things matter. You know, really, really it does. They, they, those things change the landscape of an entire area, entire community, you know? So uh, as a landlord, you have to understand that you do have a responsibility, not only, you know, to yourself, but also to, you know, to the community as a whole. So you have to know, you have to put tenants in there that, you know, able to not only represent your property well, but also be assets to the community. And I think that's important for me personally. So, just something I look for going forward. Now, I really pay attention to what the tenant profile is, and that determines when I'm doing ground-up development. I try to create that environment that my typical tenant is looking for, you know, and and that so it's easy to rent. I I have very low vacancy rates in my property, you know. Occasionally, every every now and then, yes, there will be a tenant that, that I have to evict for one reason or another. But as a whole, I think that that is really one of the strong points of my operation is the management. And I'm really, really good at selecting property managers, right? And I just want to do a deep dive into that because it's, it's very easy when you don't have the experience to kind of gloss over things. But you, let's understand what management is, right? Management literally says, I do not own it. I am also, I'm just in care of it, right? And the, the service that the manager provides is a value add. So if you have a property manager, they're supposed to add value to your property. That's one of the key things that as a new person coming in to apartment complexes, that is one of the key things that I stress. The management can make or break your, your asset, the underlying asset. And the, the responsibility, the job of the manager is to add value. Whenever that manager is not adding value, it's very important 
that you can pivot very quickly and find someone that is adding value. So, you know, that being said, I just, you know, I, I really, really think that the, uh, the management process and, and hiring a manager t- dictates everything and that you have to understand as an owner, you set that tone, you set the, the standard of what good management should be. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's great advice. So Donahue, we're almost out of time here, but I'd love to ask just one final question. You know, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I really connect with your story. It's funny. I, I also started in the music industry and also my first property was a duplex and then a four unit and then a six unit, very similar to your story. And I was curious, what are your thoughts on that? Is that the best way for someone to get started? Is that what you would recommend today? Or looking back, does it make sense to go with a, a bigger deal on a person's first deal? You know, one of the things is, is I've seen people do it both ways. And I would tell you this, I would not trade all of those bad experiences for anything because they've focused, they've focused me on things like the management that we talked about. They focused me on things like the tenant profile, how important that is. So there's lessons that you learn managing a fourth family that can be applied to a 100, 200 unit apartment complex. It's understanding people. It's understanding that you need processes in place that literally, and and people in place that can run those processes. So there's a whole bunch of lessons that I learned along the way. But I also know people that just said, you know what, I'm going to start out because I have the money to jump into a hundred unit apartment complex. You know, the problem is, is that if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to be very hard for you to do turnaround projects, right? It's very hard to really know the tricks of the trade. It's very hard to do forced appreciation if you really don't know what you're looking for, you know? And, and that, that's one of the things is understanding, you know, things like doing a rubs conversion or, you know, just being able to spot a real value-add opportunity. You really have to know what you're looking for. And, there's, you know, I believe is a certain skill set that you need to, to really execute it effectively. Yep, absolutely. Donahue, where can others connect with you and learn more about what you're up to? Sure. So you can follow me on social media. You can follow me at A Donahue Baker on all platforms, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel as well where I'm always dropping gems, showing people how to create generational wealth, showing people how to become real estate developers and entrepreneurs. I love to do that as well. If you're looking for funding or financing on a deal, you can always reach out at uh, moneyav.com, which is the name of the FinTech company. And other than that, you know, oh, we do have this course too. If you're interested in, in being part, I'm only looking for 20 students. Um, you can also sign up for the course at apartmentacquisitionacademy.com. That's really it. I'm uh, definitely accessible, reachable, and, and willing to uh, help out wherever I can. Awesome. And thank you for that. And thanks for all that you do. Donahue, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Take care. Have a good one now. Hey, everybody. It's Mark Allen Kenny. If you're interested in apartment building investments, schedule a call with me so we can have a chance to chat. My company is focused on growing your family's wealth with apartment building investments. So let's hop on a quick call and talk about your investment goals and see if we're a good fit. Find out more at StellarInvestmentGroup.com. Dot com.